another day. All right, let's ride. Episode number 91. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. A lot of a lot of noise. If you are aware of what happened this uh, past weekend, you already know what I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. But one thing I want to speak to you guys about today is something I was already thinking about last week and I just kind of missed. And this subject for me is um, anger management. It's something that I deal with on a regular basis. I have a very, very bad temper that over... The past couple of years, I guess with maturity and just seeing how things work out, I've been able to kind of to kind of calm down a little bit and go about things differently because I, I see how my energy feeds my family's energy and I really don't want to uh, affect them in a negative way. Now, I'm not perfect and things have happened that I regret, but it's something I'm trying to be conscious of every day, especially when I see it in my child. I know she's going to have anger issues and um. <laughs> Hopefully not as bad as me. Maybe she's just being a two-year-old, but we'll see. But let me get into this real quick, and of course I'm going to get to that other stuff later, but this is part of the build-up to me getting to that subject. With this, uh, this rage that I sometimes have, or I've had in the past, and this anger, for me, there's like a, a ladder or steps, and then there's like a fork in the road to where you can go one way or you can go the other way. So for me... I was watching one of the shows, Jailburst. I know I talk about a lot about Netflix. I've been kicking it with the wife. That's what we've been doing. But I saw somebody go through it on the show, and it allowed me to, um, for lack of a better word, for me to kind of characterize it to what I see myself going through and kind of put it on the woman who was going through it in jail. So for me, there's like six stages. i say five maybe four depending on how how high it gets but i just go through it so for me i would say there's mild irritation like anytime you you get angry or frustrated about something there's like a mild irritation you can deal with it and this and this can be prolonged it could be an issue that's been irritating you for a while it could be something that just happened and it annoyed you or like i said it could be something that's been a long term and it's been kind of it's been heating up the second stage for me would be, okay, now, now I'm pissed off about it. It's on my mind. It's getting a lot more attention from me internally. And now things outside of that are starting to irritate me and make me mad. So at this point, I'm pissed. And it may, it may be something that's manifested in my physical activity. Or you may just see my mood change, to use simpler words. You may see my mood change or whoever the angry person, angry person is. And then... You get full-blown anger to the point where somebody may go silent. You may try to talk to them about it, and they just kind of, you know, they kind of shake their head. They don't want to speak about it. It's just, it's kind of off limits. You know, you walk around huffing and puffing, and you just, you don't want to be bothered by anybody. You're like highly, highly irritated, full-blown angry, and you can tell that other people can tell it's on you. You just don't give a shit. 
Now, for me, the fourth step will be when you verbalize that anger. And that's when you got past the point of trying to contain it within yourself. And now you want to let people know. Because you're, you're ready for one or two things. At this point, you're either ready for somebody to come to you and speak to you and calm you down or encourage you to, to get past this in, in a, you know, a polite way, a non-irritating way. Because if you're like me, when you've gotten to this fourth, this fourth stage of anger and somebody's telling you, oh, I don't know why you're getting so mad, it's not that big a deal. For somebody like me, that just makes me way more angry. And that pushes me to like maybe stage six. <laughs> to where I'll get to that in a second. But for me, that, that's not something that works. I'm not the type of person that needs to be told, hey, you shouldn't be angry about this. Because you don't know what I'm feeling internally. You don't know what led to me getting here. You're coming at an end point when you may have been the reason that got me to this part and you don't even know it. Or it could be a warning sign or maybe even a cry for help for somebody to come talk to you and bring you down from that. So you can just kind of let the steam off, get it off your chest and cool yourself down by expressing it. Now, I would like to think that mostly this is what happens. And I think it's it's like a, a rattlesnake. You know, once you, that tail gets to going, it lets people know like, okay, this is, it could be bad, but the right person with the right method can potentially calm you down. And you can go on about your day, slowly improving your mood, or maybe even quickly improving your mood. But if that doesn't work, you get to what I call the explosion phase, and that's when you may do something physical, and I don't mean necessarily hitting somebody, but I mean maybe you may stomp your feet, throw something across the room, you may stomp on the floor, something like that. Just a physical, some type of physical display of your anger. That for me is what I call the explosion phase. And this can be dangerous depending on how you handle it. If you just stop on the floor, like, hey, other people may not appreciate it, but that's a way better method of getting the anger out than, you know, throwing the glass across the room. Like, that's not really the best thing to do. Or physically taking the anger out on somebody else. Again, not the best thing to do. It may be even like, you know, you drop down, knock out some push-ups, some squats, some sit-ups, whatever. Whatever you got to do to get that out your system, maybe you do that. So it's not always a negative thing, but I think the potential for this to be negative, even inadvertently, is high. If you just say, get mad and say, fuck it, and throw something, it may hit somebody, you may tear some shit up, you may make a mess. There's a big potential for this to go bad. But it may go well. For me, that's stage five, and usually I think that is like the highest that most people go, is when they get to stage five. And I would say maybe even stages three and four is where most people go before they before they cool back down. Stage six to me is the plotted explosion phase. And that's when something has gotten you so angry that you may even completely blow past stage five, which is, you know, just unwarned explosion. You can blow directly past stage five, catch yourself and sit there and plot about how you're going to release this anger. And that to me is when shit 
gets dangerous because you're sitting there making a conscious decision to release this energy in what could be a negative way. Now, again, this could be very, very positive. An issue can make you mad and it may get up off, make you get up off your ass and go do something you've been procrastinating doing. It may make you go to the gym. It may make you go fix a problem that you knew existed and it just got out of hand. It may motivate you to do something positive. But it can also motivate you to do something negative as far as harming other people and or destroying something that you shouldn't destroy. You look at it, you devalue it immediately based on the emotion you have, and you do some stupid shit. Or you plot to go do it. Like, you know what? I don't like how I was treated at the store. You go out there and you bust out some windows. Or you go do some other type of vandalization. Or there's a person that made you mad. And you know what? I'm going to go destroy something this, person's own, this person owns. Or I'm going to commit some type of act of violence against this person. It happens. And that is how I tie that to the big part of this podcast I'm doing today. Of course, I'm going to talk to about the shootings that happened. But first, I want to go and talk about a news clip I saw. My homegirl was uh, cool enough to send me this. I guess my homegirl needed to send me this. And it was just a, a black police officer goes to the IRS. I guess he has some type of discrepancy with his taxes. He goes to the local IRS office. During his time there, he encounters a security guard. The security guard tells him, hey, man, you can't have your gun here. Basically tells him, you got to take your weapon off. He's the security guard on duty. He don't want no gun in there. Officer is on duty, says he can't do that. The guy says, well, you can't have the gun. Officer then says, well, is there a gun locker or somewhere for me to lock my gun up? Because what officer in their right mind is going to hand that gun over and sit it down on the counter somewhere or leave it in the vehicle while they're going in to do something real quick? doesn't make sense. We entrust these people to be all types of places with their firearm. That's what they're trained to do. Now, I know we had issues. We have issues on the regular with people charging their firearms when they shouldn't. But this is like a... This is like he's running in air. There's no real tension here except the tension being caused between him and the, uh, and the security guard, whatever their dispute was. The security guard, I guess that's not good enough for him. He decides to call the police and tell them that there's a black man there, a customer there, but neglects I think he said that there's with a gun. I can't remember off the bat. And I'm not going to pull the video up now. But tells them that he has a gun, that he's black, but does not tell them that there's an on-duty police officer. The officer then goes to leave. He goes to exit, and he walks out, and the security guard draws his gun on him. Now, lucky for this police officer, he was kind enough not kind enough. He was present enough to not react poorly. He basically put up his hands and walked out. This is insane to me that this happened. It shouldn't be. It's not surprising, but it's still crazy that a security guard would have the balls to pull his gun on an on-duty police officer. 
just thinking he was right. Now, we all know the factors that lead into this and how it can be presented. I'll leave that for you to debate. But the officer is filing a lawsuit against both the security guard and his former employer because of the emotional distress that has caused him having to deal with that. And I hope he gets every damn penny. I really, really do. Because that is ridiculous. Of all people, we're not going to trust a police officer to handle his business in the <laughs> in the public setting when there's no when there's no threat of crime there other than a gun being pulled on him. It's it's just a really weird place we live in to where even the cops, the black police officers, ain't safe. It ain't safe at all. That's why I tell people all the time, man, hey, be careful. Be careful. And I'm going to roll this directly into the shit that just happened this weekend in El Paso and in Dayton, Ohio. It's insane. It, it's really it's really crazy to me. But if you don't believe it is, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how crazy it is. Let me see if I can get this to play. Hold on. And this shit fucking crazy. I got my fucking gun. Motherfuckers busting guns in Walmart right now. AK. Somebody's got shot. Fuck. It's got an AK. And this shit fucking crazy. I got my fucking gun. Yeah. That's why when I when I watched that when I watched that video, my chest started to hurt. To see this man who just went to Walmart go on live just to document his life, because I'm pretty sure he thought he was gonna die. To hear for him to have to just be in in that place. And go through that. For everybody else who had to go through that in that city, anywhere near that store, for whoever it affects watching it, like my chest started to hurt. How do you explain this away? How do you explain this away? In my only, in my mind, the only thing I thought about was like, man. I always said, what got somebody to this point? And that little, those little stages of rage I talked about, to me, to me, this is what it manifests when you get all the way up to stage six, unchecked, long-term irritation, angry, verbalizing anger, went straight past five, because apparently this person Patrick Curseus, I don't know how you say his name, but this this uh this young guy apparently was on social media or left a manifesto talking about the immigration situation. So he decided he wanted to go to Walmart where he knew people would be, where he knew they would have their minds occupied, be off guard, trying to get the best deal they could in Wally World, going about their normal day. This coward 
decided to go shoot a bunch of unarmed people. He killed 20 people. Wounded at least, I don't know, let's say 24, 20-something, 20 12. I don't know. He shot a lot of people. He killed 20 of them for sure. It's just, just talking about this shit now was making me mad, but, you know, this is, this is my safe place, I guess. And you wonder what drives a man to this. And I can't think of thing, anything other than anger and cowardice combined. And that's why I say things to people like, you know, hey, man. People are going to do things where it's safe. They'll say things where it's safe. But when they have to go places to where their ideas can be rebutted and they got to deal with somebody on the opposite side of that, they don't want to do that. They're too fragile. They go out and do something like this because they think it makes them strong. But it really shows their cowardice and their weakness. What type of man, what type of human being does shit like that? And I would say someone very weak, someone very isolated, if not manipulative, somebody very gullible and very easily influenced. To me, for somebody to go down this path, the only way I can picture this person is as a person that watches one side of the news, a person that listens to people repeat the same garbage over and over about how terrible immigrants are all the time, and a person that may have blown their own personal experiences out of the water to the extent that it got them this angry. But you didn't really do anything about it. And this is why this white nationalist shit drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. I got nothing against anybody being proud to be what their race is. Have at it. That's why I say change the world, start with yourself. You should be proud of yourself. But it does not mean you have to hate other people. It does not mean you go out and commit violent acts against other people. This is cowardice. The sick part is, he knows the aftermath. He knows he will be idolized by radical white nationalist terrorists for years to come. His name will be attached to their hate speech and or doctrine depending on how you look at this shit. Just like Dylan Roof. Just like James Fuckity Fuck who ran over that girl in Charlottesville. Just like every other asshole who's gone out and killed minorities in support of this ideology. We keep sugarcoating this shit and bullshitting and calling it a mass shooting. This is fucking domestic terrorism. That's what this is. 100%. Because... What do you utilize terror for? 
political agenda, religious agendas, ideology, immigration falls right into that political portion. It doesn't make any sense to me. My thing is with people who get so who get so up in arms about people coming here illegally, ask yourself the why. Ask yourself the why. That's my big issue with me having conversations with people that only want quick surface answers. Don't talk to me about that shit. I'm a deep dive person. I want to get to the root of the problem. Why is the infrastructure in the countries that people flee so fucked up? Who does it benefit? Why don't other nations fix it? And my response is, well, I look at it like this. We use the term superpower. To me, that's quite simple. That means you have more power than other countries around the world. Would a superpower want everybody else to have the same power as they do? Do first world countries want every country to be a first world? Where's the benefit? The people who don't really have power are subject to it and really believe in equality because we see how power run amok fucks things up for everybody. The people who have power simply do not want equality because what benefit is that to them? To me, that's just fucking common sense. It really is, because if that wasn't the case, stores like Walmart would run ads for mom and pop stores. They don't. They don't. They're in competition. They're winning right now. They don't want to lose that spot. Understandable when it comes to business, but for me, not to people. When it comes to people, no. So this Patrick fellow, this coward, wasn't the only one deciding that, hey, you know what? I'm at stage six on the rage meter. Let me go out and do some, some dangerous shit. 13 hours later, or within 13 hours, another young man in Dayton, Ohio, Went out on the late night, or maybe not so late night, went out and shot some people up. Out having a good time. For what? I don't know yet. I really have no clue. Turns out, one of the people he killed was his goddamn sister. How far gone do you have to be? To plot something like this. You went out there with a, with a rifle and body armor extreme cowardice you wanted people that were unexpected that were unexpected victims to have no opportunity no shot at stopping you you go out there with your rifle kill nine people wound like 20 something because you're mad because you're fucking mad and then these people in the fuck on these people in these political offices have the, have the nerve to say things like video games and shit like that. And I know that's something I say, hey, yeah, kids are being desensitized when it comes to these video games. But to me, 
when I'm talking about shit like Call of Duty, I'm talking about people over fucking seas. The Middle East to be specific. I'm not talking about fucking American citizens at a Walmart or at a fucking nightclub or restaurant or something. I'm not talking about those people when I say video games. They wouldn't even let you create a video game like that. So I don't understand where they put that. Barney made me grab that bottle. But not this mass shooting like that. That's crazy. For this guy to kill his own sister in cold blood is insane. But all of a sudden, this video games is, oh, it, there may be, what did it say? Homeboy said it may be mental illness. Really? 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 This is planned, plotted, executed well. Shout out to the first responders in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas. According to date, the folks in Dayton, Ohio, the police got there in under a minute. Fucking magnificent. Shout out to them. Now, I'm not sure about what happened in, um, in Dayton, Ohio. I don't know what the motive behind that was, but I know the shit in, in Texas, that's domestic terrorism. 100%. This guy in Dayton might have just been a fucking idiot. But I'm not giving you the, the mental health card to play. Not from me. No, no, no. Not at all. You want to talk about mental illness? Let's talk about black people and the shit we go through and how we've been shown that we're the enemy to ourselves and have watched everybody else be shown that we're dangerous individuals to the point that we fear each fucking other. And then we can talk about mental illness. What you know about feeling unwanted everywhere you go when you're the only one that fucking looks like you. The images of you that are allowed to be portrayed. What you know about that? Having to wake up every day wondering if a person you meet believes the hype and the stereotyping, the bullshit about you because you're black or Mexican or Asian. That's your life every day. You're not, a, you're not surrounded by your own goddamn people. Every fucking day. That's your life as a black person in America. So when you want to fucking talk to me about mental illness, talk about that shit. You can't get a fucking acting job unless you're depicting a criminal. They done hijacked hip-hop music so that the only fucking thing you can talk about that's profitable is violence, is drugs, is sex, is fucking money. And that shit our fucking young kids listen to every day. But you want to talk to me about fucking mental illness. Mental illness when somebody derives a plot and executes a plot to fucking perfection. Oh, they're mentally ill. But when people live in fucking Chicago and Baltimore and Detroit and fucking New Orleans and Jacksonville, fucking Florida, Miami, Houston, L.A., and they got to live in that shit every fucking day. We don't get to play the mental illness card. Why not? I'm, I'm even with it. If you want to call the black on black violence that happens due to crime and, and drugs and gangs. If you want to call that domestic terror, I won't even fight you on it. But for me, I feel like it's more civil war going on that nobody gives a fuck about until it's a political talking point. But we don't give them that. 
we don't talk about fucking mental illness when it comes to the people that live in these neighborhoods that ain't got shit to do with it or when it comes to the people that actually perpetrate these motherfucking acts. We don't talk about mental illness then. But we talk about that shit when one of these other motherfuckers go out and kill a whole bunch of people that had nothing to do with the issue. Not a goddamn thing. But they get this fucking mental illness passed. Meanwhile, I got to struggle with myself. I got to struggle with other motherfuckers that look like me. And I got to struggle with people that don't look like me. But I don't get the fucking mental illness passed. Knowing that my brother go through the same shit every day that I've been through. But shit may be working out better for me than it is for him. And he's angry. And he's starving. And he don't have shit. And the people running shit in this country don't give a fuck about him. But I don't get that pass. He don't get that pass. But these motherfuckers, oh, they can kill whole families. They shot a girl in her 20s, shielding her two-month-old baby. Shot that girl. Mental illness. He just don't give a fuck. He's a sociopath. If that, empowered by the media and fucking politicians who don't care enough to denounce this shit. Because they don't feel like it's going to do anything. They don't feel like losing their base is worth saving fucking lives. You ain't man enough to do that. You a fucking coward. And anybody that supports you is a fucking coward as well. That's how I feel about this shit. I'm pissed the fuck off. Because I got to get my life together and deal with this shit every fucking day. But I'm going to do that because I'm a fucking man. I will be objective about shit and call it how I see it regardless of politics or whatever. Regardless of race, gender, all that shit. I got to go out and call it how I see it. But this, this is some bullshit. And the thing about it that makes me the, the most angry and the most upset is that they're not going to do shit about it. You're not going to do what everybody else in the country, in the world, gets told to do all the fucking time. Do your fucking job. It's not on me to fix this shit. It's on me to change the world, start with my fucking self. That's what I do every day. It's on me to talk to other young men, young black men, young Latino men, young Asian men, young Arab men, young white men, and women. Keep them from fucking up their lives before they do it and trying to help them be more productive citizens. It's on me to do my job as a motherfucking husband and father, provide for my family, and make sure they go out in the world and be productive citizens. It's on me to be a decent fucking American and make sure I pay attention to what's going on and vote properly to get the right people in office, but it's on you, the people we put in office, to do your fucking job. You work for us. Keep us safe. But you want to build fucking walls. For what? If the people inside the country are the one killing you motherfucking other, you must be trying to save Mexico. Because we out here killing our motherfucking selves. Don't nobody care about that shit. Until it's time to get some votes. Until it's time to put projects in order so your homies can get paid. So you can stay in office. You got the nerve to talk to us like we don't know what the fuck's going on. Mental health. Kiss my ass. People out here struggling every fucking day. And the reason I'm so lit up 
and pissed off about this shit is, one, I got fucking family in Dayton. Blood family in Dayton that I ain't seen in damn near 20 years. Because of work, distance, all that shit. That's still my fucking family. That's still my father's family up there. And the situation with El Paso is deeply personal to me as well because I don't live in El Paso, Texas. I live in Chula Vista, California. I can look off my balcony and see Mexico. I eat, sleep, drink, shit, live right next to Mexicans every day of my life and I fucking love it. I can be out shopping at the border where the fucking outlet is. I could be at the town center. I could be at Walmart. I could be on my way to work. And you telling me I can catch a stray bullet because one of these punk ass cowboys is out here mad about immigration? Mad about Mexican immigrants? That could easily be me. Just out minding my fucking business and have to hear or be a victim of some bullshit like this. Because somebody don't like what's going on with immigration. And it's too much of a coward to figure out how to properly help the situation. Fan fucking tastic. You talking about great again. We got some work to do. We need to be trying to be good first. This is bullshit. Got the nerve to say video games and fucking mental health. Wow. Forgive me. I'm, I'm angry. I'm pissed off. It's close to home, man. I, I had some other shit I was going to talk about, but I'm, I'm not even going to do that, man. I can't. It just wouldn't feel right. But what's going on right now, it just wouldn't feel right to go straight to that. It, it wouldn't. It all feels like a plot. And I was watching something about potential race war, whatever, or when it's going to start. And one of the guys, he said, it's already begun. And I, at first I thought he was talking about this politics and shit, but me seeing it now, nah. These men will be idols. The young man who went to kill Mexicans in Texas will be an idol. To some extremist right-wing white supremacist group. The man, the young guy in Dayton, Ohio, will be an idol. Especially if what the speculation is is true because apparently there were black and white people at this event or this this uh I guess I don't restaurant or bar or club or whatever that was shot up one of the people being his sister who knows what the idea around it was maybe they didn't like the fact that he didn't like the fact that she was there in a mixed situation I don't know stupid shit like that these people will become idols more people will be emboldened empowered and influenced by these acts this is not the last one of these to happen i can guarantee you that it may not be next week 
It may not be today. It may not be in the next five years. This will happen again, 100%. Our government, I cannot see in the foreseeable future where they do something to prevent this. And I'm saying government, I'm not putting this on the police because they have to respond and react. I'm not putting this on them. But the government, the alphabet agencies, to do all the surveillance that are listening to me right now probably, this will happen again. Because even if they're trying to find these people in this group, there's always going to be something they miss. I'm, hey, I'm convinced these people are being really careful. They've been talking about this shit for years. Fucking Turner Diaries, man. <laughs> this is the goddamn Turner Diaries coming to life. It's crazy out here, man. I want y'all to go out there and change the world, man. Start with yourself. Go out there, change the world. Positive vibes, try to create great interactions wherever you go. Things go negative, keep your head up, keep moving on. Try to improve your situation. Try to improve everybody else around your situation, if at all possible. Don't overextend yourself. Just try to be a good goddamn person. But I don't want you to, to ever forget that shit like this is happening. Ain't this shit fucking crazy. Don't forget. I'm fucking gun. Motherfuckers busting guns in Walmart right now. Don't forget, be safe, be well, one love, peace.